Episode 40, AIs Building Websites. Hi everybody, this is Ryan and Ben, and today we're going to be talking about a real-life study about how much generative AI helps productivity, an AI website builder that you can try, and Russia has created its own AI chatbot to rival ChatGPT. As always, we're going to try to give you the top AI headlines in about 10 minutes. First, Ryan, hit us with, hit us with the news. Yes, so the ChatGPT thread on Reddit is now at 1,400,000 users. Uh, Google, Microsoft, and Meta each said AI nearly 50 times on earnings calls this past week, so we know what they're talking about or focused on. Italy welcomes back ChatGPT after they banned it over privacy concerns, and the restoration comes after OpenAI added several new privacy features to ChatGPT that we talked about last time. And finally, German Transport Minister Volker said banning generative AI is not on the table for Germany at the moment. He said, and I quote, If all European countries react the way Italy did, we will not see any AI applications being developed in Europe, and then we would only have Chinese systems to address in the future. All right, let's get to our first topic. Ben, what do you got for us? Yeah, and if you remember, we had talked about Germany potentially banning ChatGPT after Italy had already banned it. So I guess they've 180 on that, or maybe that was never on the table. I don't know. Yep. But anyways, this uh, we came across this study this week, which is actually pretty interesting, and it's a real-life study of how generative AI is making workers more productive. So A recent study by researchers from Stanford University and Massachusetts Institute of Technology, otherwise known as MIT, found that customer service workers at a Fortune 500 software firm who were given access to generative AI tools became 14% more productive on average compared to those that were not provided with such tools. Now, the study conducted over the course of a year tracked the performance of over 5,000 customer support agents, primarily based in the Philippines, across various metrics, including how quickly and successfully they were able to solve the client's issues, which is their entire job. Now, the agents were split into groups with some, some given access to AI tools that were trained on a large data set of successful customer service conversations, while others were not, so that the AI was actually trained on specific data of uh, successful customer service conversations. Now, the report did not disclose the name of the software company, but it did say it specializes in enterprise software for small and medium-sized U.S. businesses. This is an interesting part here because novice workers benefited the most from AI tools with the least skilled skilled workers achieving a 35% increase in productivity. The researchers noted that the boost in productivity and performance for low-skilled workers were probably attributed to the way AI AI tools can assimilate the knowledge possessed by the firm's top performers and share it with the less-skilled workers through AI-generated responses. Additionally, new workers trained by AI performed just as well or even better than workers with over six months' experience who did not have access to the tools. Couple things we can take from this. These findings contradict the widely held belief that automation tends to negatively impact low skilled workers, at least in this uh, in this realm or this uh, industry. Um, it's actually making them more productive and giving them a better tool. And that is a trend that has been observed in various industries over the past few decades with the advancement of technology. You know, we need to adapt technology, not try to fight it because it's actually there for us. Now, uh, just to recap. The low-skilled workers achieved a 35% increase in productivity, while overall 
the over the entire 5,000 people, there was a 14% gain in productivity. So pretty interesting finding. I thought that was cool. Something that's actually real life and was studied in, you know, on real life scenarios. Yeah. And I wonder too, if like what they mean by low skilled is more like, you know, I, I don't, I didn't, I don't know much about how the deep into the study they went, but I wonder with the low skill if it's like entry level. So maybe they had more like, Hey, let's try this where once you're kind of stuck in a company, sometimes you don't try as many new things because you're kind of stuck in your way. So I'd be curious to dig into that a little bit more, but that's really, that's really interesting findings. Um, all right, next I got a durable AI website builder or durable. Uh, in today's edition of Ryan looks at new tech, so you don't have to, or should I say, so you can check it out later. I came across a website builder called durable. Now I can honestly say I've never really built one from scratch scratch, but I have run one for the company I work for. So I have a little bit of experience, but overall, let me tell you about durable this week. So what is an AI powered or powered website builder. As the name suggests, it's a tool that uses AI to create a website by taking a small amount of input from the users, such as the type of business location, preferred color scheme. An AI website builder can then generate a range of design options and content that suits the user's needs. Now, the best part is that it happens in a matter of seconds, eliminating, well, they say seconds, but it, it took minutes, right? Eliminating the need for expensive development costs and endless hours spent on design. And let me tell you, it legit took about, you know, more than five, 10 minutes. It's, it's very quick. Now, the AI website builders like Durable's free website builder incorporate advanced technology from organizations like OpenAI. And these tools use algorithms to generate custom website templates based on the user's input, creating a more natural and nuanced design. Now, while AI-generative websites may not be suitable for larger, more complex businesses, they do offer a range of features such as business name suggestions, visual content, service listings, and contact information that, to ma- that make them perfect for smaller or solo businesses. Now, let me tell you guys, I I took a look into it and dove really deep into it. And the main takeaway from this review is that creating a website using this builder is incredibly easy and efficient. I was really impressed with the user-friendly interface, which offers a variety of visual inputs and even helps you name the business. Like you could put a name in and they go, hey, here's all these options. Now, however, while it may not be ideal for quickly getting a website up and running, there are some potential drawbacks to consider. For instance, it may not be a reliable tool for larger businesses, as I've said before, and as users do not have ownership of their website code as well. Additionally, the company behind the tool is attempting to play multiple roles without an apparent qualification or expertise, which raises some concerns. And while there are a good amount of options available, the design can sometimes look a little generic. There really aren't as many options as that you're kind of led to believe. Overall, though, for those who can't code and dislike making websites, this tool might be worth a try, although WordPress is also a viable option. Really cool feature, though, and that's durable, D-U-R-A-B-L-E-A-I. Pretty cool, though. Yeah, and I actually tried it out. I had it make a website for a podcast, and it it knew what it would, like the images were generic, but they were on theme. So, And the text it creates is very generic podcast text, but you know, you can always edit that. It's, it's very editable once you get in there and overall it looks clean. It looks like a good website, better than some websites I've seen out there. And you can also edit it once it's done, but it pretty, pretty impressive. I thought that was pretty cool. It's obviously probably using some sort of template. It's not creating brand new code every time I wouldn't think, but we'll see. I know it's generating the text every time. And when I was there, it had a counter and it said there there was over 1.6 million websites already built. So I think a lot of people have already tried it. 
obviously there, I don't think all these websites are attached to a do- domain. I bet me just like playing around with it probably counts as a website being built. <laughs> right. But right. anyways, all right, let's move on here to the last item we have. Russia's, it's called GigaChat, and it is Russia's largest banking institution, Spurbank, uh, announced it has created its own generative AI chatbot. It's called GigaChat, and it has just entered its release and testing phase. So GigaChat is claimed to be more intelligent in communicating in Russian than compared with other foreign neural networks, which would make sense because it's probably trained in that language, in its natural language. GigaChat has very similar capabilities to ChatGPT. It's capable of answering queries, engaging conversations, writing program codes to, uh, to develop software. However, GigaChat is equipped with multimodal capabilities, meaning it can accept multiple modes of input, i.e. pictures, uh, not just text. And it will be initially available to a small group of testers who can sign up through, the clo- through a closed Telegram channel. Another AI chatbot, um, Sistema GPT, was introduced by Moscow-based IT company Sistema last month. Uh, it, it's designed explicitly for Russian businesses and government agencies. Sistema claims its generative, uh, generative pre-transformer, also known as GPT, like we've talked in, talked in the past, has similar capabilities to ChatGPT 3.5 and has encyclopedic knowledge. I feel like everybody mentions they have encyclopedic knowledge. <laughs> yeah. um, while ChatGPT has been banned by the Kremlin since its launch, OpenAI initially geo-blocked ChatGPT to prevent Russian users from accessing the system. So it was kind of blocked both ways. The Kremlin uh, banned ChatGPT and also OpenAI banned Russia from using ChatGPT. So pretty, pretty interesting <laughs> there. But all right, Ryan, why don't you take us out? That's all we got for today. Yes. Thank you guys for giving us a listen. Rate and review and subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss our two new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Give us a follow on LinkedIn and Twitter at ChatGPTReport. And check out our website, thechatgptreport.com, where you can find links as well as transcripts to each show. Please send us an email at thechatgptreport at gmail.com. We hope you had a great weekend and have a fantastic Monday. Take care.